Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, joins us on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul. And I'm David Smoke. Dennis, thank you very much for your time. How much do you feel like this Gonzaga, this momentum, when do you think this might happen if it does? I think it could. I, I think it's kind of open ended. I mean, the deal to be done was no push on the side of Gonzaga. Uh, the interest right now. Well, I shouldn't say it's one sided because I think interest from Gonzaga, but there's no urgency. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. they're happy. They're happy in the West Coast. They get access to the tournament in the West Coast. They have a weighted share in the West Coast Conference. So this isn't something I think it's – I mean, it could happen if on Brett Yormark's timeline, he wants it today. But I'll just put it that way. There's no urgency to, have to get it done right away. Who wants it, if you would say, more? Yormark or Gonzaga? Uh, I think the commissioner – well, they have to have a third party in there. Mm-hmm. ADs, the ADs and the president. Um, it sort of doesn't matter what Brett Yormark wants unless he got the support of his uh, administrators to do such a deal. And the ink is barely dry on the new football deal. They haven't even played a season with 16. So I think there's some thinking, at least in the conference, that like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Let's, let's see how this goes first before we do this basketball-only thing. Uh, and especially since it looks like neither partner is going to pay for it. ESPN or Fox. So as I wrote during the summer, that money might have to come from the existing uh, the existing member shares. So if it comes from the existing member shares, is that the thing that would essentially slow it down in the in the in the short term? Oh, I think that's one reason. Um, again, you know, let's let's let this thing play out. You know, that this is the first. I'm sorry, this is the same mentality that was going around in the Big Ten this summer until all of a sudden Oregon and Washington came available because of Colorado going to the Big 12. But there's, there's nothing like that on the horizon right now. It looks like realignment is going to slow down for a period of years. And so, you know, if there's a deal to be done after next basketball season, you know, there, there's a way of thinking that says, well, why don't you wait till then? Um, you know, and nobody knows how... Uh, there's another component of this. Nobody knows how long Mark Few is going to be around. 
and if Gonzaga is going to be as good, because that's what you're doing. You're adding value to a conference where Brett Yormark wants to bifurcate football and, and basketball and, and sell them as separate entities. So that's something to consider, too. Dennis, as you know, like that opens the door to lots of other doors. What about UConn? What about this team? What about that team? What about you know the the Pac-12 leftovers? You just said you think the realignment's kind of slowing down for a little while, but like, how many doors do you think the Big Twelve is opening and looking into right now? Is it just kind of solely focused on Gonzaga? Where does where does other potential you know dominoes, if you will, kind of sit at the moment? Well, as we as we open every realignment conference. <laughs> For every realignment analysis, I say never say never because you can never be wrong because what you write today that's wrong could be right tomorrow. But uh, right now, it's, I, I haven't heard anything else. It's just as I tried to couch it, renewed interest uh, between the two parties. And anything beyond that, um, you know, I, I think is even more clouded than what we're talking about right now. Brett Yormark has great equity because of what he's done. Obviously, Bowlesby made the first move, but then Yormark did the new TV extension and then also the addition. Uh, how much does he have to kind of watch this and make sure that, and I don't think he would go to a vote if he didn't know he had it, because he does. Yeah. if they vote no, that, that gets out, and then it, does that take a little luster off of him? Um, I think you're right. I think you don't take a vote until you know you have the vote. Um, what you do is take straw, straw polls inside that are unofficial, but, you know, we're that tell him we're not ready to go there. And I think it's, what is it? I think it's two-thirds, I'm not sure, um, uh, or 75% of the 16 have to vote yes. I believe that's the case. Uh, and, and perhaps they're, they're not there yet. Um, have the presidents even been engaged yet? You know, the, the ADs are advisory. The presidents are the CEOs. They ratify such a move. I, I don't know how far that's gone, but yeah, I mean, look, there's, there have been commissioners that have, you know, pushed beyond their boundaries. There are commissioners that misled a conference that led to the end of the Pac-12. So I don't, I, I, you're right. I think Brett Yormark has a lot of equity um, built up in the league. So th- this thing will be handled whatever way it's handled. So one of the things you mentioned would be off in the future. 17 is an odd number. And especially when it comes to, uh, a, a sport in basketball that has a conference tournament. Those are things that have to be figured out. Would there be an 18th basketball member uh, brought along, or is that something that would maybe have to be done, be done when he bifurcates it, as you said before? An 18th basketball only member? Yeah. I don't know who that'd be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, unless, you know, I, I think the, college, the UConn thing didn't get done because I don't think the ADs had an appetite for UConn football. And so, you know, do you, if you're UConn, do you go Big 12, um, which they're all in on, by the way. I reported that. UConn was all in on the move mm-hmm. uh, to the Big 12. Uh, the Big 12 didn't feel the same way at the time. But, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about two basketball only deal. That makes it really complicated in terms of, uh, of revenue. I think if there's an 18th member, you have to be, have to be whole. And, and in regards to 17, Look, it, it, you can do it. I mean, look, the, the Big East plays 20 conference games to get as much coverage of the membership as they can. I, I started thinking about this. You have 17 members. The conference tournament is really easy. You either, you either let the last place team doesn't qualify or the last three teams don't qualify and you've got a 14-team tournament. 
So that's easy. You can still do it over four days. Dennis, I know it's not about immediate wins and losses, but obviously UConn football not following up, you know, probably especially wanting what they want, not following up in the in the grandest fashion so far this season. But you could also, that leads me to talk about the Big 12 not exactly, you know, being no, the best no. it can possibly be with the Oklahoma and Texas, you know, success thus far and where they sit atop the conference. Just what are your thoughts on, on kind of a down year for the league and, and not the worst case scenario, but obviously not what you would like to see with no. the two that are leaving on top and, and kind of not really – looking like they're all that threatened at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that from the beginning. I said, I said the biggest thing about the new Big 12 was it doesn't want to become what the Pac-12 has become, and that is everybody's got two losses by November 1st. And that's a generality. I'm not saying that would happen, but it has happened lately in the Pac-12. Um, you don't want to be that. The salvation there is you've got 12 teams. And in most years, you're going to have a slot. Uh, and at worst case scenario, it looks like it's going to be the top five ranked conference champions. And I, I would dare think that probably the Big 12 champion is going to be ranked um, in most years. Maybe not, but, you know, and if you're there, I still think there's a spot for them among the 12. Here's what gives me pause. And I started thinking about this over the weekend. Uh I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there's three undefeated teams in the uh, in the ACC: Florida State, um, uh, Louisville, and North Carolina. Okay, they don't play each other, and part of that's a product of super conferences. You know, where you can't play mm-hmm. everybody. In, in an 18-team league, uh, in a 15-team league, there's going to be what? Uh, let's see, eight, seven, seven misses. Yep. So that could, they could go. Selection Sunday with a conference champion, you know, the loser in the conference championship game, and then an undefeated 12 and 0 team sitting out there. Or well, what do you do with them? Or how do you even break that tie for the championship game? And in the ACC, <laughs> I got the tiebreakers. It would come down to record against common opponents. Well, that's not a tiebreaker because. You know, you'd all be undefeated. Right now, they all play Miami and Duke. I looked it up. Um, Or a record of teams you've played in the conference. Well, we don't know that yet. But the next tiebreaker after that is something called the Team Power Index from Sports Source Analytics. This is an analytics group that everybody buys and subscribes to. I called the guy, the head of it, wouldn't let me know where Florida State, Carolina, and Louisville were. The next tiebreaker... Jim Phillips pulling names out of a hat. Jeez. So to go back to my original point, in any given year, now that we have all this consolidation, you're going to see 10, 10 teams ranked in the top 25 from one conference. And that's going to be scary in terms of playoff spots, whether they go to 6 plus 6, 5 plus 7, or 12 at large. So that would be something in the Big 12 I'd be concerned about. Great stuff, Dennis. Thank you very much. Uh, you gave us the 10 minutes we asked for. As always, appreciate the knowledge, the insight, reporting. Have a great day. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.